If you didn't get cared for properly when you were little, it's hard to read other people when they actually like you and there's potential for real friendship versus when they're just being friendly, but the connection between you isn't gonna stand the test of time. And what also complicates making new friends is that so many of us need a friend so badly that there's pressure on the relationship from the get-go. Old childhood wounds sneak out and make it feel urgent that you connect, that the friendship happen. And when it doesn't, it can feel devastating. So how do you know when someone is really interested in friendship? And how can you get to know them in a way that gradually lets you observe what they're actually like? Do they get you or is it superficial? Do they belong in your life or are they just using you as a time filler or as a stepping stone to some other friends? And when you feel weird and bad with them, is it just you or is it not a fit? My letter today is from a woman I'll call Mira and she writes, Dear Fairy, I recently had a situation with two newer friendships. Got the fairy pencil. I'm gonna circle things that stand out to me in this letter I wanna come back to, but let's do a whole read on Mira's letter and see if I can help. All right. She says, of these two newer friendships, one I ha hung out with one-on-one -on -one, and she seemed very interested in me and we would, could have deeper conversations. She kept asking questions about things I was doing. I thought it was out of conversation, but soon I could see she was kind of copying me. I started teaching a yoga class at a popular spot and she asked me about it and attended my class and said she wanted to make it part of her routine. We're both new to the city and she hadn't made any other friends yet. She was telling me she wanted to lead some kind of discussions at her house or somewhere because she's a quote life coach. Well, before I know it, she's having them at the same place I am and used the connection with me to get it. In her many Facebook vlogs, I noticed she mentioned once, if you don't want to do yoga like everybody else, you don't have to. And it seemed like a jab at me because that's what I was doing, but I let it go. Then I introduced her to some new friends and she seemed eager to make friends. I noticed she kept asking me to invite other people. I then started working outdoors with a newer friend and mentioned it to this girl and she immediately jumped on it. She's not even a morning person and the workouts are super early and far for her so it was strange that she would join. Then I saw she'd just focus her attention on this other friend almost as if I wasn't there. I was really annoyed. She'd also post in our group chat, asking to go to events on days that I was teaching my class, which felt weird. Then as soon as she had something else to do, she didn't come to my class. She didn't have to, but why say you will come? Then she invited everyone I introduced her to dinner, which felt weird. No one was there that I hadn't introduced her to. I heard this term friend poaching, and this is what I think she was doing. Anyway, I didn't want to, but I ended up inviting her to a weekend getaway because I felt she'd feel left out. This other girl and I had planned it. She jumped on that too, even though it was last minute. The whole time it seemed like she just focused her attention on getting close to the other girl and I felt left out. I admit I often do, which could be part of my PTSD, but there I was feeling a competition vibe from this girl. I had a horrible time and even said at one point where they did something without me and they apologized but still the same vibe was there. I felt left out and I didn't interact much, which was a CPTSD response, but it was too much for me to deal with. I was so dysregulated. After the trip, I stopped going to the workouts I started with the other girl and the needy one 
posted pictures of them working out and how she is the best workout buddy. She's also posting constantly on Facebook and making this image of how close she is to the other girl, but she barely knows her. It's very off-putting to me, but now I'm the odd one out. It strikes me as weird and needy behavior, and she's a life coach. <laughs> I also got her a client before. I knew she was like this, but when sharing it with others, she didn't credit me. Did I totally misread this person? How do I know when my CPTSD is triggered and when to trust my judgment? How do I assess good friends and develop good friendships? I wanna have a better friendship, but find them tough. It's hard to trust and I find I'm, I'm often too open and then have to close up because I see they aren't that good. I'm constantly second guessing myself and my perception. I'd love your perspective, thank you. Okay, Mira, you know, I love this letter because your dilemma is like a perfect dilemma. You could do one reading of your situation and you're being ridiculous. You know, she's just making friends. What's the big deal? She's trying to build her yoga practice. There's this other read on it that I can see very well also because I've had this happen to me too. And I think other people thought I was being unreasonable, but it went on for years and I felt really ripped off. I felt that somebody had really used my friendships and social connections and social gatherings and things to develop their own thing and then <laughs> never um, acknowledged me, befriended me, included me. And after a while, it was sort of a hopeless mess and it started to taint my feelings towards other people. I'll tell you how I resolved that, how I became happy and free of that whole thing in a minute, but let's go through. So you were saying this person was kind of copying you. Okay, um, yeah, you could, you could, think, you know, let's just, okay, let me put on the hat where I'm like, Mira, you're being crazy. This is nothing. Copying you, they just have things in common. And um, she wanted to lead discussions, and then she used the place that she found out that where you were teaching already. Okay, well, it is hard to find a good venue, and she liked that venue, so she thought she'd do that. And then in her video, she said, if you don't want to do yoga like other people, you don't have to. Well, what could be more common sense than that? Why did you take it personally? Why did you think it was you? Now, again, Mira, I'm just, I'm just being the voice of like, this is silly. Why are you being so petty? Because I do understand the other side. So then um, you introduced her to some friends and because she really wanted to meet friends, she kept asking you to invite other people. Well, how friendly, you know, what a good idea. Maybe she's somebody, she's a social catalyst. She gets somebody like you to sort of participate and create more social gatherings and everybody needs that, right? People are so lonely that we've been isolated for a long time. So then you noticed that a new friend was going to her thing and it was odd because this other friend normally wouldn't go to an early morning thing and it was far away and many things like that. Your friend stopped coming to your class anytime she had something better to do. But hey, Mira, right? I mean, she has a life. What do you care whether she comes? And then you heard the, friend, the term friend poaching. Well, you don't own people, do you? <laughs> anyway, you say, you invited her to a weekend getaway because you didn't want her to feel left out. You wanted to leave her out, right? <laughs> but you didn't want her to feel left out. That's so kind of you. And another girl and you had planned it and she came and the whole time she just seemed like she was trying to get to know the other girl. And it was your friend and somehow you felt like your alliance was getting ripped apart. Well, come on, didn't you want people to get together? Then these two friends start showing up on Facebook, how buddy-buddy they are. And you couldn't believe it because, you know, this person is a life coach and life coaches are supposed to be better than that. But I'll tell you a secret about life coaches. And I guess technically I'm one, I rarely coach anymore. But 
but the secret is everybody's just a person even licensed therapists are just people who everybody's bound by common ethics and people with a license are bound by legal legally binding ethics but everybody's capable of being a jerk we've experienced that right so then you before you knew that she was weird and something was off you referred a client and she didn't credit you well i don't even know if that's common wouldn't that be a violation of privacy for a client i don't know crediting you so there's me mira just being the voice that you undoubtedly have in part of your head just going i'm being silly why don't i just get over myself here's what i think the whole thing just feels bad you made a friend and time and time again it didn't feel good you felt this weird feeling that you were sort of you know she was shoving past you to get to your friends out of some vision she wanted to have clients friends a life so i would just say because her line of business is stuff like yoga and coaching or you know whatever everybody does it is important to network with people and some people they network at the expense of the very real organic relationships through which that sort of networking happens if she left you feeling weird and bad about the interactions she's not a very good networker and i would say that tendency is likely to leave her clients feeling bad down the road that she has an insensitivity or a um, tone deafness to how you're supposed to act around that she's motivated by her own you know agenda and so i don't knock people having their own agenda the hard part and i say this as somebody like i have my own business too and my business depends very much on relationships with people it never works to treat people badly along the way sometimes i have to set boundaries against people who are abusive or you know dishonest sometimes rarely mostly even when i realize that a working relationship or a friendship can't work for me there's no reason to slam the door on the way out you know just being kind leaving things on good terms is always a good idea so i'm really sorry this happened to you i think you wouldn't be watching my channel if you didn't have a background of trauma and trauma just does this it makes it hard to read other people so i'm just here to give you a reality check if it feels bad to you it feels bad to you and i think the one way that we can get in trouble when we're trying to draw a boundary against this feeling that we get from people against people who treat us in a way that leaves a bad taste you know just that leaves a stink <laughs> in the air right it just doesn't feel good you can't always put your finger on it but that's how it feels is go ahead and step back and you don't have to make a pronouncement to her how terrible she is because technically when i read the other side of the letter like technically she's done nothing wrong it's just that you're not interested anymore it doesn't feel good so you you literally don't have to tell her you know your criticisms of her you can just stop calling her and fade out from the interactions and i know some people in the comments will be like no let her have it and tell her and that's always an option too sometimes in healing if you've never had the opportunity to be straight with somebody about how you feel it can feel good to do it i also think if she asks you if she's like why don't you ever call me anymore what's going on but the greatest thing you can do is when and if you do decide to talk about what happened with her and why you pulled away and didn't feel good about it you can do it without resentment or fear about what's happening and it will come out very powerfully and clearly in a way that possibly she could hear and how you get to that point is by taking the resentful and fearful thoughts into a practice where you can keep rinsing them off 
what's left is your clear and honest communication, not a bunch of like leftover baggage from what happened in childhood. And once I had this friend and you know, my parents used to invalidate me, all that stuff is more than anybody can possibly take responsibility for. So it clutters up their ability to hear what it is you would prefer they do take responsibility for, which they usually don't. I'm just giving you a heads up. You can tell her how you feel. It doesn't, she doesn't sound like somebody who, would be open to that, but you would be doing her a service if gently, kindly, without a bunch of other issues kind of mixed in there, you could just tell her what it was. Um, but if she doesn't ask, I wouldn't do it. Most people really can't. They're not in a place where they can hear that. And hearing criticisms of them like that when they're not actually asking for it can trigger backlash. And then they say things to hurt you. Then you're dysregulated for three days. And who does that serve? So. In short, I'm saying you have choices about how you want to deal with this, but stay with yourself, stand by yourself, honor the gut feeling you have that this, yeah, you know, she's, she's, she doesn't care about you and she cares about her. And I don't mean to paint her as a bad person. She just doesn't have that capacity. That's not where she's coming from. And you can just step away from such people. You don't even have to condemn them, smear them, anything like that. Just step away, save your emotional energy for the really cool people who do show up in your life and then gradually become friends. I think becoming friends with people, if this type of thing happen, has happened to you, it's very similar to what I recommend in a dating situation, which is go slowly, have some coffee, talk about things, let information come to you about who they are, what they're like. Notice, do they get in touch again later? Or do you always have to do the calling? Or do they hound you? Do they, you know, hunt you down? Are they always saying, hey, can you get more friends at the party? So you get to pay attention and you get to keep doing a gut check. How do you feel about it? Now, if you're using a tool like the daily practice, where you're sort of facing your emotional reaction to things a couple times a day and just kind of processing it, letting it go downstream, you will learn so much about the nature of reality. You'll start to be able to perceive, perhaps for the first time in your life, what's really happening between you and another person. I can't recommend it enough. Thank you so much for listening. If you love my content, think about joining my membership program. You can find out more information about that and all my courses and coaching programs at crappychildhoodfairy.com. Remember, healing is possible. People with childhood PTSD can have a wonderful life. Sometimes we just need a few workarounds. I'll see you next time.